Nema na ikai nanyi na amani tokayo kwa Mungu Baba na kwa Bwana wetu Yesu Kristo. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Um, today is the fifth Sunday uh, after uh, Epiphany when Christ is revealing himself to his people. And uh, the text of today follows the text of last week which uh, talked about the blessedness, the blessings, beatitudes. It is a continuation of the, uh, the teaching of Jesus uh, during his uh, great sermon called the Sermon on the Mountains. This text is uh, divided into three main parts. Jesus is talking about the Christians being the salt of the world. He's telling the disciples that you are the salt of the world. The second part of it, he talks about the fulfillment of the law, how he came to fulfill the law. And the last part of it, he says, you are the light of the world. Now, when you read this, this text, uh, you easily uh, feel like there are demands that Jesus is putting demands on his people for them to be accepted in the kingdom of God. But that is not true. What Jesus is telling his disciples is that you have been made this. You are blessed simply because I have found you. That Christ has found you his disciples. And Christ, through his love and through his works, he has brought them into the kingdom of God. So they are blessed. And when they are blessed, then they are supposed to be blessings to others. And then today, uh, Jesus uh, tells us and telling his disciples that you are the salt of the world. When, when we think about the salt, we think of those uh, crystal whitey things that we sp spread on the food when we are eating. Well, the health people uh, try to warn us about uh, salt shakers, uh, adding more salt on, on the table. So Jesus is not saying that you are those white crystal things that are is put on food. No. But it's Christ is saying that you are blessed. You have been blessed by the fact that I have found you. And therefore, live that life. So the work of salt is to make food tasty and also to preserve. In the olden days, they used to use salt to preserve, to make things good, to make food tasty and eatable. So in that case, it, it talks about the life led by a saved Christian. And this life is a life that Christ himself is the one who has given it to his people. 
So he tells them, just be who you are. Be what I have made you to be. And what will that cause? What will that do? It will make the world to realize that you have a new life. That in you there's a new life. In you there's something special. I will come down to what that means. So Christ is reminding his church even today that remain and live the life that I have given you through my works. The works of Christ which he, he speaks in the next section. The works of Christ that he has accomplished by fulfilling the law. So what Christ offers to his church, what Christ offers to his people is that gift of salvation. The gift that God himself has given him. The mission is not always an easy task. The mission of the church is not always an easy task. Good as it sounds, it is not always pleasing. It is not an, a pleasing thing or a pleasing exercise to the heathens. The world will always work to draw back the mission of the church. Because the devil hides in various ways and does not want the church to flourish. So the, the devil will inflict and bring in the lives various persecutions, various ways of shaming the church, if you would. And in the world of today, with our pop cultures, Many people, and even some churches, do not want to respect the word of God. And therefore, they want the culture to stay on top of the world, or the top of the word of God. And here Jesus comes and tells the church that you are the salt, and you are the light of the world. That's the call for today, the call of Christ to his church the call that Christ is calling his church to be. So being the salt means that you've known your part and you practice that part that God has given to you. We have either tried to do good things in our lives. And of course, we as human beings, we try to make our society the best. And that is also a gift from God. But in making that, we easily forget God. And we start creating God that we can control. I come from a culture whereby 
Sacrifices are very important. Doing things that will work to please the gods, so to speak, are very important. In that case, God is reduced to something that we can not only comprehend, but we can also manipulate to do our will. That's the culture of today. We are in a world where lawlessness is becoming the norm of the day. People do not respect the family vows, the marriage vows, and all those kind of things. And, and in that case, the voice of Christ calls us always, calls his church in the middle of those things that downplay the efficacy of the word of God. Christ calls his church and he calls me and you even today to stand firm, to be the salt and to be the light. If we trickle this down, what does it mean to you? as an individual? What does it mean to me as an individual to be a salt and be a light in the world of today? When we hear about that, we start to think and probably judge ourselves and, and try as hard as possible to make ourselves the best salt, the best light, but I want to assure you, my brothers and sisters in the world, uh, today, the more we try, the more we go astray. For we can't please God in whichever way we try. We can't do and accomplish the needs of God, the commandment of God. And God knew it, and that is why. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to fulfill the law, to fulfill the commandments for us. And Christ is doing this because God is holy and those who cannot fulfill the commandments are under condemnation. Praise be to God that Christ takes your condemnation. He takes my condemnation to the cross. And when now God sees you, sees me through Christ, he's pleased with you. He's pleased with me. He forgives your sins through the works of Christ. He forgives my sins through the works of Christ. Now remember, he or she whose sins are forgiven, also the gates of heaven are opened for you. Thanks be to God. Because in Jesus Christ, that is what we receive. That is the gift of God. That is why Christ says, I have come to accomplish the law. I have come to accomplish the commandments. He's doing it not for himself. He's doing it for you and for me. So that the full reconciliation between God and his people 
between God and you is accomplished in the Calvary. Christ has done it. Christ is doing it. And then he teaches us today, because you've been forgiven your sins, so do forgive. Because the forgiveness has already been created in your heart. So you are enabled to forgive those who hate you, those who wronged you. This is the uniqueness of Christianity. This is the, the, the uniqueness of the Church of Christ. That Christians can forgive because they have been forgiven. This is the role of the church to take Christ to the people. Take Christ to the world. And preach Christ who forgives sins. And preach Christ who in his loving nature, in his loving activities, he forgives and brings his people to his father, God himself. The church exists to preach Christ crucified. Christ who did not spare his life because of his love to the church, because of his love to you. In the Lutheran, International Lutheran Council, the organization that sent me here to talk with you. We join hands together as Lutherans, confessional Lutherans of today, that we may stand with each other, that we may do the mission of the Church of Christ together, that we may support our brothers and sisters who are in one way or another are being oppressed or persecuted or given hard time because of the world of today. Yesterday, our chairman, Joanna Poyola, the bishop from Finland, he shared with us uh, how just writing a small pamphlet, a small book for the confirmation class many years ago is now uh, flashing back for their persecution. They have been taken to uh, legal courts and accused of the hate speech. Him, together with a member of uh, his church, who is a, a, a woman parliamentary person. It is not only that, even in Africa, there are people coming with various uh, teachings. There are also various organizations which are against the church. And unless you heed to their false teaching, they will not shake hands with you, they will not share what they have with you. And knowing that in that continent, people still depend uh, on each other in various ways. I know in the developed countries, there are also uh, oppressions from uh, various organizations, various governments, which are pressing and suppressing the faithful with their oppression, with their 
legal threats. And this is when the church has to stand as a salt. The church has to stand up as a, a light to enlighten the world in the world of today and in the gospel of Jesus Christ. The church is called to live an active life, a life that goes out, a life that brings taste to the world, a life that brings light, and that light enlightens everywhere. Brothers and sisters in Christ, Christ still calls his church. Christ still calls you to remain being salt and the light of the world. That Christ may be seen in you, that Christ may be seen in me. And whatever little things that passes through our works and our prayers, Christ is pleased with it. Let us remain in Christ. Let us continue listening to the words of Christ, that he makes us the light of the world. He makes us the salt of the world. And whenever we forgive, and whenever we encourage each other, whenever we send a missionary, whenever we go to do the work and share Christ with those whom the Lord wants us to share his word, then we are that salt and we are that light. Salt, you have been made, so remain salty. Light, you have been made, so shine and be a light to the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.